friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris Rogers and I am your host. I am so blessed to have you join me on this podcast today. Thank you for taking some time to spend with me as we explore a topic around faith. This this, this podcast is, is about discipleship. It's all about growing in our understanding of God and being discipled in his way, doing the things that Jesus calls us to do and to be. If you're one of our new listeners that we've picked up over the summer, massive welcome to you. It's so lovely uh, to have you with me. If you're one of our our long-term listeners, hey, it's great still being on this journey together. Today in this episode, we're going to be looking at, uh, really, it's just zoning in on a word. I want to zone in on a word which causes us quite a lot of problem and try to unpack what does it really mean. Sometimes a word that gets used in the Bible, it has its translation. So a word that gets translated, uh, let's use the word cake, for example, uh, translated it from Hebrew to English, it just gets translated as, as, as cake. And we know what a cake is. Uh, so it's, it's an easy thing to translate. And then you have other words. Uh, the, the, the direct translation and how you may understand it in the English uh, means that you end up missing what's actually going on underneath, what's the actual meat behind that word. Uh, so we surface read and then we misunderstand and then we en- can end up, sadly, with theology that's that's wonky or theology that's harmful uh, because of a particular way of understanding a word. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to explore a word. The word is wrath. And when I say wrath, you know, the big debate and conversation is, is God wrathful you know we often could translate wrathful or um, the word wrath as angry and the title of today's episode is god of wrath or god of love or which is it you can't be both angry and loving all at the same time so which is god and many people do have this idea that god is angry that god is angry about us and what we have done and therefore faith or religion uh, ends up, or Christianity ends up becoming trying to appease a God who is actually angry. Uh, and therefore, what ends up happening in modern Christianity is we want to try and steer away from this idea that God is angry because we don't like that, it's not palatable. So we end up steering away from that idea and say, well, God is love. Uh, and I want to argue today, actually, wrath and love are not two poles apart, that actually they're one and the same thing. And to understand wrath, we have to understand what's actually going on in God behind that. What's actually happening behind that emotion. So that's what we're going to be exploring today. Do we believe in a God of wrath or a God of love? Which is it? So that's what we're going to be looking at. So I hope you find this helpful. I'm going to try and keep this really short. I don't want to overcomplicate by going too long so this may end up being a slightly shorter episode than usual just because I want to try and keep it quite concise with my answer to that question so here we go God of wrath or God of love so here we go God of wrath or God of love there's this widespread belief that God is wrathful Uh, rather than loving in the Old Testament. 
you know we can often say that the god of the bible is different in the new testament or the old testament you hear people say say that people would say that the god of the old testament is wrathful and that's in contrast to the loving god that we see in the new testament uh, so many christians will even speak of the god of the old testament and the god of the new testament uh, and it's really not helpful because uh, we believe in a God that's the same today, yesterday and forever. And to imply that the God of the Old Testament is different to the God of the New Testament is actually really unhelpful because it implies either there's two gods or God somehow softened and changed. And that is just not true. And the question for us is how do we reconcile these two different gods that we find? How can we reconcile uh, these two gods that we believe we find in Scripture? And this trouble of God is loving in the New Testament and God is wrathful and angry in the Old Testament, it, it causes problems for many people. And, you know, a good example would be somebody like Richard Dawkins, who really struggles and has written God off because of how he sees God in the Old Testament and sees God as an angry God. Yes, it's also because he believes that science says something different. But ultimately, when you hear him speak, he was somebody that grew up in the church. He was a choir boy. And actually, it's what he heard said in the church about God that actually pushed him away first so you know it's really interesting and Richard Dawkins uh, you know God delusion says this the God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in the all of, the whole of fiction he's jealous he's proud he's petty he's unjust he's unforgiving he's a control freak he's vindictive uh, he's bloodthirsty he's an ethnic cleanser he's misogynistic he's homo uh, homophobic He's racist, genocidal. You know, he goes on and goes on and goes on and goes on and goes on. Ends by saying he's a malevolent bully, uh, and that's how Stephen uh, Richard Dawkins sees God in the Old Testament. And it ultimately comes down to how we perceive or understand what it means when we see that God uh, is filled with wrath. So let me just read this to us. This is Romans chapter 5 verses 8 and 9. So this is New Testament where we actually could start bringing together um, this wrathful God and the love of God. Uh, so Romans 5, 8 and 9 says this. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. From the wrath of God. And that's what we want to try and talk about today and hold together. We believe that Jesus Christ is the embodiment of God's love, yet we also have this um, theological idea, this belief that Jesus dying on the cross is actually saving us from his, himself, from his anger. Uh, and therefore we get quite torn, don't we? Well, which is God? God of love, God of wrath? Is it both? How can it be both? I love C.S. Lewis, and uh, I'd love to champion you ever. If you've got a holiday where you want to read something, The Great Divorce is a great book. And C.S. Lewis says there are two groups of people. There are those who say to God, your will be done. And there are ones that, and the ones God says to them, your will be done. So let me just read that again. C.S. Lewis says there's two groups of people, those who say to God, your will be done. And the ones God says to them, your will be done. And ultimately, if we want to talk about wrath or anger, it, it really comes down to um, this problem that we as human beings really want to do our own will 
we don't want to do the will of the Almighty. We want to do our own will. And that will that we have, the trouble with it, is it will always lead us to destruction and it will always lead us to a place where we behave uh, in contrast to what the Bible talks about is the shalom of God. God created humanity in himself and he wants us to live in peace with one another, peace with him and peace with creation. But the trouble is our will destroys the relationship between us and him. Our will ends up destroying the relationship between us and others and our will ends up destroying our relationship with us and the create, created order. And God wants there to be shalom and peace uh, among the whole created order. But actually our will ends up meaning we're in contrast to um, that peace. We end up bringing destruction. And, and, and this is where the, the trouble comes for us, is that ultimately uh, to understand God's wrath, we have to, we have to understand that our behavior is in contrast to the love and the justice the mercy and compassion and grace of god the choices that we make uh, are not just us doing our own thing they're actually rebellion against god one of the greatest seeming contradictions in the bible is these two things that god is benevolent merciful full of love in fact perfect love and that we learn in 1 John 4 18 says there is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment the one who fears is not made perfect in love you know the, we have these two things the, the contradiction of God is benevolent merciful loving full of perfect love and then God's anger being terrifying and these things that look like contradictions is that God is uh, loving and, and, and perfect whilst at the same time is angry and terrifying so what I'd want to do is let me just dial it back now I want to talk about wrath itself what is wrath actually in the Hebrew scripture there's many different Hebrew words for wrath and if you were to do a word search you'll find there's lots of different um, past present future tense versions of, of wrath and uh, activist words of, of wrath uh, you know one of the basic ones is, is is wrath in the hebrew if we translate it to english would be r-a-t-h you know the word wrath without without a w really r-a-t-h and it would be translated as rage anger fury uh, or even intestines uh you know bowels guts spleen so in scripture when it says that uh something like um we say from the wrath of god the word there, wrath, R-A-T-H, would be translated as we say from God's rage, his anger, his fury, his spleen, his belly, the very bowels and character. You know, bowels are where you as a being uh, are meant to find yourself. You know, the Hebrews didn't talk about your mind. They talked about your soul and your bowels, the guts of who you are. And, um, and, and essentially, we need to be saved from what looks to be like God's anger. And the Hebrew word there is, is what we have for wrath. And I want to just explore this for a moment because um, to understand what is going on in wrath can radically change how we understand God. So biblical wrath. Biblical wrath is that God will do something about evil. God is at pain 
towards the things that are evil. God is uh, passionately furious against anything that breaks shalom, breaks the peace that God wants between him and his creation, his creation and each other, and creation and the created order of the planet. Anything that destroys that peace, God is angry towards it. And that really, this is about God wanting to do something about evil. God's anger is a response to wanting to do something about evil. Let me keep going. God is not angry at people per se. God is not angry at people. God is not angry at you. God is not angry uh, at uh, human beings in the sense that the, the, the flesh uh, and the brains and all of the, the stuff that makes us people, God is not angry at the flesh. He's not angry at human beings. Well, what is it that God is angry about? And this is what's really important. So if everything else I've said so far has gone over you, listen to this. What is it that angers God? Injustice and anything that breaks God's shalom. That's what makes God angry. Injustice. And if, friend, I want to ask you this question. If God was not angry at injustice, would God be worthy of our worship? Let me say that again. If God was not angry at injustice, then would God be worthy of our worship? God is angry at injustice. Anything that is unjust, a behaviour that is unjust towards another human being, a behaviour that is unjust towards the created order, a behaviour that is unjust towards ourselves, a behaviour that is unjust towards the whole of humanity or just an individual, or a behaviour that is unjust towards God, that injustice is what God is angry about. It's what makes God angry. That's where what wrath is. God's wrath is God uh, at pain towards injustice. The, uh, you'll notice I haven't used the word sin yet because that is a loaded word for so many of us in itself but sin in itself is is really uh injustice on all its levels sin is anything that is unjust um and and functions uh, as something that is unjust in the world so god's wrath is the very act of fighting in justice the issue is sometimes that injustice is us. We have caused that injustice. We have behaved towards another human being in such a way that is unjust. And our behavior has to be challenged. God is worthy of our worship because he seeks justice. And we don't like it when God turns his attention towards our injustice. And that's where we then get all upset because we don't want God to turn against our injustice we want to turn we want God to turn against everybody else's injustice and leave me alone sometimes God's wrath has to turn towards us because we have been as bad as anybody else friends we all want justice we all want justice we all want to know who is going to bring 
justice. Wrath is God's love and justice at work. Wrath is God's love and justice at work. We don't like it when his love and justice is against us because we are the perpetrators. God is angry at anything that creates pain, suffering and injustice. And sometimes that is us. Sometimes that is me. Sometimes that is you. We have done and said things that are unjust. That they actually set up a system in the world of injustice in the world. Friends, God is not wrathful in spite of the fact that he is loving. God is wrathful precisely because he is loving. Because God so passionately loves his creation, he's passionately obsessed to do anything, uh, obsessed to deal with anything that harms his creation or stands in the way of his plans to bring about salvation in it. God is not wrathful in spite of the fact that he's loving. God is wrathful precisely because he is loving. The God that we see in the Old Testament, his anger towards humanity is partnered together with his response to that, which is Jesus's death and resurrection. The two halves of the story, the God of wrath in the Old Testament, the God of love in the New Testament, both halves are expressing the wrath of God and the love of God. Uh, both halves do that. The cross, we see the wrath of God through Jesus's death and we see the love of God through the resurrection and through the salvation of us, us being free of our sin. In the Old Testament, we see the wrath of God and his pain towards injustice, but we also see all of those wonderful moments of God's mercy and grace that get written about. You know, King David writes about God's mercy and grace in the Psalms. These two things go together and not separate or poles apart. You don't have wrath at one end and love at the other. Actually, God's wrath and God's love are hand in hand. And God's anger that he has is because of his love, because he loves passionately. Friends, what is the difference between wrath and rescue? On the surface, well, everything. It may look like these two things are different, wrath and rescue. It, it might look that like wrath is the thing that you need rescuing from, and therefore you've got rescue at the other end, which is in contrast complete contrast to wrath but actually on the surface they look like they're nothing the same but actually in reality wrath is rescue wrath is god fighting for his people the wrath of god um, being resolved through his love and salvation of jesus his death on the cross so is god full of wrath wrath of God isn't a day in the future is God full of wrath some people feel there'll be a day of judgment where we'll experience God's wrath that in the future there is a moment where we will be judged and we'll experience the whole wrath of God wrath of God isn't a day in the future friends but is a day in the past wrath of God isn't a day in the future but it is a day in the past the wrath of God was experienced nailed to the cross the wrath of God was experienced in Jesus being buried in the ground and there after that all we are left with is God's love God's love wrath is an event of the past it's not an event of the future God's wrath was dealt with on the cross through Jesus Christ God's wrath is 
filled by and fueled by love, not anger. The wrath of God is fueled not by anger, not by pointing the finger, not through bitterness, but the wrath of God is fueled by love. The wrath of God is fueled by love. What I'd love to just challenge you to think think through is that, is that uh, God's wrath is not in contrast to His love, but wrath of God is an expression of His love, because He loves us so much. He's at pain towards the injustice that we create and have created through our sinfulness. Friends, the wrath of God was satisfied on the cross two thousand years ago. The wrath of God is not an event in the future, it's an event in the past. I absolutely love the hymn in Christ alone. And in it, it says this, Till on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied, for every sin on him was laid. Here in the death of Christ I live. Ah, oh, you will never find a hymn with so much theology bursting in four short lines till on that cross jesus died the wrath of god was satisfied the wrath of god is not an event in the future it's not an event for us to be fearful of somewhere in the future the wrath of god was satisfied on the cross and all we are left with now is the wide arms of jesus to respond to to recognize that we have brought injustice into the world that he has dealt with on the cross and that we now say yes to him, to his peace, to his shalom, to his love and to his mercy. Now that does not mean the world is perfect. It does not mean there will be no more pain in the world. That's still to come. The world is messed up, but the wrath of the messed up has been dealt with by Jesus. And therefore our job now is to be people of shalom, practicing shalom practicing peace practicing love in the world not bringing more condemnation on people but freedom and forgiveness to people because of what jesus did on the cross till on that cross as jesus died the wrath of god was satisfied from every sin on him was laid here in the death of christ i live friends my prayer is that you may come to know that the wrath of God and the love of God are one and the same. God um, is responding to injustice through wrath because of his love. And God is not fearful. We're not to be fearful of God. Are we to love him because of what he has done for us? His wrath is not pointing at us. It's pointing at the injustice. It's pointing at the pain we've created, the injustice we've created, the sin that we have brought in the world. That's his wrath is pointing at that. Um, the crosshairs of that pistol uh, that he's firing is not at us. It's at sin itself. It's at injustice himself. God's wrath is the very act of God fighting injustice because of his love. I pray that that's what you know about God. That you know that the one that you follow, you don't do it through fear, but you do it because of love, because of what he has done for us. I pray that will be true for you. That you might be able to shake off any idea that God is angry at you. And actually carry this reality of his love for you. So I pray that would be true for you today friends do read c.s lewis the great divorce if you ever get time blinding book ah oh, 
absolutely beautiful. Friends, until next time, grace and peace. Have a wonderful week and we will catch up soon.